Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we? I'm fantastic, my man. How are you? I'm very well, mate. And we're also joined by Josh Fear, making his debut on the Scott Scott Podcast. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, I, Matthew, um, we'll kick off talking about the Aberdeen Celtic game from the weekend. Celtic beat Aberdeen 3-0, and Celtic clinched the league title. Um, what did you make of the game? I thought it was a very convincing performance from Celtic. Yeah, I thought Celtic, um, on the whole, obviously deserved the win. Um, but I think Aberdeen, I think, I've heard a lot of people like slating off Aberdeen, saying they were absolutely terrible this game. But looking back on it, I thought Aberdeen were, weren't that bad. I thought their, their, their defending was pretty bad. But going forward, they had their chances and could have easily, uh, if they had better finishing, could have easily, easily clinched something. Um, but overall, Celtic uh, deserved the win. So Josh, obviously you're an Aberdeen fan. What did you make of Aberdeen's performance as a whole? I agree with what Matthew said pretty much. Um, I think we started off quite well. Uh, obviously, we had our chances, but we just didn't take them. Um, Wilson, he hit like the work, I think, twice in the game. Yeah. Um, one of them was an open goal, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it just came back to bite us, really, when Wustig scored. Because I think we kind of dominated the game for, I, I think, most of the first half until they kind of scored. But... Yeah, it was a conv- after that the goals just kind of came in with Simunovic and um, uh, Edward. It was a good goal from him, but yeah, a convincing win from Celtic really. What did you make of uh, Aldine's defending for the three goals? Do you think Aldine should have done better? Well, from the first goal, I felt that it was a bit of a defensive error. I think uh, Wustig he was unmarked, and I suppose like Joe Lewis was kind of caught off guard as well because he seemed to react quite slowly to it. Um, the second goal, it was Simunovic, right? Because um, when... Uh, I think it was just really bad marking, to be honest with you. And the third goal by Edward, that was just class. And just how he was able to, like, fool the defender and the goalkeeper at his near post, you see. So, But um, I th- on the whole, the defending started off OK, but later into the game, it just fell apart, really. Were you happy with uh, the way Derek McKinnon set up the Aberdeen team? Would you say? Uh, see, see, to be honest, I think it's probably our strongest. I mean, we're obviously missing a key player like Shinny. He um, wasn't Tyson playing, and he's been a yeah. He he's been an integral player, not for just this season, but for the past previous seasons, you know. And obviously, we're going to be missing him in the summer. So I think. Maybe the one or two players we were missing, but I think we should have a decent team to put out and have a good performance, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a few as though Aberdeen were actually trying to take the game to Celtic. And it's obviously the game last week against Rangers, Aberdeen were playing for the point, which I said on the podcast last week, I thought that was... If I was an Aberdeen fan, I'd be quite concerned because a team like Aberdeen should not be going to uh, places like Ibrox and Parkhead and trying to play for a point and like last week I felt as though Aberdeen looked like a team that was fighting for relegation because um, if I was an Aberdeen fan as I said I would not be happy with the way McInnes set up last week but this week though credit where it's due yeah. McInnes tried to take the game to Celtic but obviously it didn't really work out No, and touching on is it the game on Ibrox you were on about? Yeah, uh, yeah obviously, um, I'm talking about the game last week at uh, Ibrox, yeah, where obviously the way McKinnis set up, he was setting up to try and play for the point, which for me, uh, if, if I was an Aberdeen fan, I wouldn't be happy with that. But this week, yeah. though, uh, I'll credit where it's due, the game against Celtic, McKinnis did try to take the game to Celtic. 
and and, and for yeah, times well, during the games, was... Aberdeen were in ascendancy. Yeah, well, he wasn't even on the sideline as well. He was on um, he was. Up I was in the stands. Yeah, he was banned from the touchline. Yeah, I thought that um, ban was ridiculous, but, um, Josh. I thought that ban that McKenna Scott was. I thought it was obscene because Scott Brown done the exact same gesture to Rangers fans uh, earlier on this season in the two one game, the old fun one a few weeks ago, and he didn't get banned. Neil Lennon last season done the exact same gesture to Rangers fans, didn't get banned. So. It's that's what it is. It's just we want consistency with with uh, Andy with Andy the SFA, but we don't get that. Got, Sorry, Andy but, Halley, done it a few years ago. And got exactly, yeah, it. yeah. And Andy Halley got punished. So yeah, yeah. It's it's not right whatsoever. But Josh, I want to yeah. ask you, what do you make of Derek McInnes's record against Celtic? Um, I think it's one win in seventeen games. I thought like I like McInnes as a manager, but that record is extremely concerning. I think. Yeah, I mean, against Celtic, I mean, I, I obviously admit, and I think most Aberdeen fans will know that it's not been good good as of recently or whenever we've played them in recent years. I think last season was the last time we had beat them and it was the final game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could... Yeah, it's just it's really a case of just bringing the game to Celtic. Like... A, like we were touching on earlier on, I think we started off really well at the weekend, but it's just taking our chances, you know, and these are the things that are kind of letting us down because obviously if you're against a team like Celtic, you don't take your chances, or even Rangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to come back and take the game to you. Yeah. And so well, obviously the news broke um, during the week that your captain, Graham Shinney, is going down to Derby. Uh, so what do you make yeah. of that? I think we all seen that coming, but that's a a big loss for you, Josh, because he's the glue. Yeah. From, in my opinion, it keeps Aberdeen midfield together. Yeah, and that's like I mean, we need our best players playing against teams like Rangers and Celtic, and I think he's obviously he wasn't playing the past two games, and so I think that he was a massive miss in those games. Never mind a full season, you know. Yeah. So it's really just trying to find a player who can really fit into his boots you know for the club yeah. um, because he's been an integral player for us mm-hmm. among, among a few others but you know it'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer um, mm-hmm. so I was going to ask you where do you think Aberdeen really need to strengthen uh, mostly in the team I would probably say in my opinion obviously you're an Aberdeen fan you watch uh, Aberdeen every single week um, and for me I think I know you, you, you have Sam Cosgrove up front, right? But I, I still think Aberdeen need another striker. And probably, obviously, a midfielder especially. I, I think defensively, you are quite sound there. But probably a replacement for Shinny and another striker in. And maybe one or two wingers. Yeah, I mean, well, because... Like you're saying, I mean, Cosgrove, he has a good goal-scoring record. But see, if I'm being honest with you, sometimes, I mean, the way he's been playing the past few weeks has been pretty... Pretty average, you know. Yeah, I, th- I still think his all-round game needs to improve, and he's young, you know. He's still got plenty of time. I think he's we've signed him on a contract till twenty twenty-four or something like that. Yeah. So we've got a few years of him left. Um, and Wilson, he he's been a big disappointment. The thing is, yeah, I mean, I was excited when we first announced that he was coming up to Petardry, and I thought obviously with him playing with. The years back at Manchester United, and well, I think he only had one good season there, and then the injuries started coming in for him. But I had high hopes, and I think the rest of the Aberdeen fans did as well. But I mean, he hasn't really hit the ground running, you see. 
But um, so yeah, I would agree. Maybe another striker would be good. I am obviously touching on the midfielder, Graham Shinney. Obviously, him going. So we need to find a replacement in that kind of defensive midfield yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe I think we need to find a permanent left back as well because Max Lowe he's on loan from Derby, so he'll be going back mm-hmm. in the summer. You see, so yeah, he's been a good of, player for you this season. He really has been. And I think it's beneficial yeah. for you uh, being able to get him on loan again for the second half of this campaign. Yeah, and he's been, like you say, he's been one of the best players, I think. So it's really just a case of actually signing a player, I think, instead of just loaning them. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, like I say, I think the, the three positions, I think when you're, like you say, another striker a left-back and obviously a defensive mid, really. Yeah, what about the wingers? Um, it looks like, obviously, Mackay Stevens' contract's up at the end of the season. Yeah. And it looks like he'll be going on a free, so obviously you'll need to get maybe another winger in. Yeah, well, I, I, there's probably a few wingers in the league that could that would suit our style just now. I, I mean, any player could probably play for us right now because we're not playing that well. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, a winger wouldn't hurt, but I think I don't know the way because we've got Niall McGinn as well. But the thing is, he's aging, you know. So yeah. there's only maybe a few more years we'll get the best out of him. But um, yeah, maybe I, I reckon another winger would be ideal. Um. So I'll, I'll just uh, um bring up Derek McInnes here, uh, Josh. Um, earlier on when I spoke to you uh, in the season, it was around about November time. You were pro McInnes. Um, would you still say you are pro McInnes? Do you still think he's a man to take Aberdeen Football Club forward? <laughs> like, I will admit, sometimes it has been annoying me, like, the tactics he's used, like, for instance... Against like, Old Firm? Against, yeah, like, it's kind of like when we played against Hughes a few weeks ago, I mean, the, the way he was playing, like, he put the team out as if it was just pure defend and and basically inviting the pressure on, and obviously Rangers were at, had found a rhythm, and obviously they were finding a way past the defence, and it was only a matter of time when Rangers were going to score, really, because we had no threat going forward. Um, the, the tactics was basically just punting the ball up to Cosgrove. And, and hoping for the best. Like, yeah, and just hope for the best, yeah, and just... I think it was something, something similar as well earlier on in the season when we had beaten you at Ibrox. I mean, it was kind of a similar outcome, but obviously, well, similar tactics, but fortunately we ended up winning. What, what, what was this, mate? Is this the 1 0 or the 2 0? No, it's when Aberdeen won 1 0. 1 0. When Scott McKenna scored. Yeah, yeah. It was in the league. It was like a similar game, but obviously that time we had won, so we're a bit lucky. I mean, I think we only had like one or two chances in the game, really. Yes, I remember so, the time I was speaking to you about that, and you were basically saying like you were over the moon with the win, obviously, but you were not really satisfied with the performance as a whole. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm meaning, yeah. Um, I just think we need to change like, our tactics and how we go forward, and we need to have like more of a threat, and obviously players coming in the summer will be massive, you know. Yeah. So, but um, as far as Derek McInnes goes, I mean, I would, I would like to give him at least another year. I think because he's asked for the board to like have trust in him when it comes to the transfers, you know. Yeah. And I think well, I used to think as well. The reason how we weren't able to sign players is because all the money is being diverted into building this new stadium, but. 
Stuart Millen, who's the chairman of the club, he's like assured McInnes saying, oh, the transfer money won't be affected by the new stadium. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, I mean, I think if the board fully backs some of the money that he, that he wants and the players he wants, etc., then I, I would give him at least another year. Um, yeah, yeah, he needs backed at simple as, mate. Like, Derek McInnes needs to get backed in the summer because obviously he's losing some key players in the summer and Aberdeen if they want to compete for European places next season they need to strengthen and uh, Stuart Mill needs to give Derek McInnes money and I- I'm sure he will I think Stuart Mill knows that that the, the squad desperately needs investment and I think he will get it yeah no, I mean <laughs> We'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer. It will be. It will be indeed. But uh, I've said it all along ever since I started the podcast. I think Derek McInnes is the man for Aberdeen. Like the job he's done for you is, has been incredible. It really has, right? He's got a shoestring budget, right? And he's going to finish third this season. It looks like I know he's uh, joint level with Kilmarnock uh, on points right now, but I'm confident that Aberdeen will get third. And that's a and that's a terrific achievement for Aberdeen because he's he's like McInnes is up against uh, like teams like Celtic Rangers and Rangers obviously have like twice the budget of Aberdeen and McInnes he kept he kept the, the race going for second as long as he could the best he could this season but obviously Rangers uh, as we all know are a better side than Aberdeen um, so but the job he's done there has been marvelous and I'm sure McInnes will be able to find a replacement for uh, Graham Shinney and even Kai Steven if he goes in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because... Uh, no, what was you going to say, Matthew? Uh, on, you, on you go, Matthew. Were you, were you about to say something? Uh, no, wasn't it not? No, not right. Oh, but, oh right, so I thought you were. But no, like, I've, I think you're right. I, th- I mean, I hopefully he does bring in the players that are needed to have a good campaign next year. But uh, as far as this campaign goes, I mean, we've had... It's been up and down, really. I mean, if we don't finish... Third, I mean, I would kind of class this campaign as being kind of a a very poor one, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, because obviously, I mean, if we don't finish third, I mean, fair play to Kilmarnock because they play good football, you know, and they've got um, yeah, good players going forward. Yeah, and yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind them finishing third. Obviously, I would want us to finish third, but I wouldn't mind. Yeah, if like Kelly got it, you can understand. You'd be like, yeah, they deserve it. And obviously, you don't want yeah. it, but you you would understand. You can like congratulate Kilmarnock because yeah, they've been superb this season. Yeah, but yeah, if Aberdeen get far, would you say overall you're satisfied with the season as a whole? European football for well, next season. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I would be satisfied at least. I mean, because obviously, third place gets the Europa League qualification spot, and I think that's something that the club kind of wants is to kind of. Yeah, at least kind of have a Europa League run. Well, if they can get past the qualification stage, but um, yeah, it's just because the next two games against Hearts and Hibs, they're they're basically must wins. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But even if you get fourth, though, uh, Josh and Celtic do go on to complete uh, the treble, treble, you you'll get European football there. But you don't want to run the risk of that. You want to get third place. As soon as possible, we want to get that confirmed. Yeah, but uh, as you were saying, all right, no, no, like 
I think um, is it an extra game in the Europa League qualification spot if it's um, fourth? If you finish fourth, you'll be in the the first round of the Europa League. And if you finish third, you'll be in the first round of the Europa League. So it doesn't really matter either way. Oh, but right, okay. you don't want to rely on Celtic winning the treble treble just for you yeah, to yeah. get European qualification. Let's be honest, Josh. No, like, like, neither of us want Celtic win the treble treble. I don't like no, anyone no, else no, in Scottish. I don't like anyone. I don't like anyone Scottish football wants to win. The, uh, want Celtic win the treble treble other than Celtic fans. <laughs> no, I agree with you there. But look, um. We basically need to hope along the way that Kilmarnock drop the points we end up losing, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who it is they play in the last two games. Uh, Rangers, um, yeah, they play Rangers in the last game and they've got Hibs uh, at Rugby Park next. So the, the last two games they've got, they're, they're at home. Yeah, uh, so basically we can hope that you guys can obviously get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've got a pretty decent record against Kilmarnock. Uh, this season we've played them six times. We've only lost once, but I, I'm confident we Rangers will uh, beat Kilmarnock on the, the final day of the season. But um, just a one wee thing on McInnes. Um, this is what I always say to Aberdeen fans, Josh, right? When they moan about McInnes, and, uh, and I know a couple of Aberdeen fans that are like McInnes out, and I always say to them, just remember how bad Aberdeen were before McInnes took over. That's what I always say. <laughs> and who will he get in? Just say you get someone else in, right? And it just... Go, it just turns out to be a disaster then use Aberdeen fans uh, no sorry Aberdeen as a club will be running the risk of uh, going back to what they were before and you don't want to do that and McInnes as I've said done a fantastic job ever since he's took over at Aberdeen Aberdeen have finished in European places every season ever since he's been in charge so I think he's bulletproof to be honest Josh see ever since he turned down that Rangers job the Aberdeen board will not sack him and obviously has a good relationship with Aberdeen board so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he he. I think I can see him being at Aberdeen for many years to come. Yeah, and like hopefully he can build on. I mean, like as of now, I mean, like I was saying, I mean, I would at least give him at least another year to see if he can progress in the league, and obviously, I mean, in domestic, like the, the Scottish Cup and the League Cup as well. Yeah. Um, because I'll be fair. I mean, we got to the final of the League Cup, and I think we're gonna. Just missed out on that one, but the Scottish Cup, I mean, there's still room for improvement, and obviously it's against Celtic, so you yeah. need to show a bit more of a challenge and more, make it more of a contest, you know. Yeah. But um, it's, it's like going back to it, it's just a case, and we need to make the right signings and the having the board to fully trust McInnes, but um, but also going back to it's really if it, if it did come to if it did come down to sacking McInnes, you're right. I don't see who they would really bring in who's much better. Yeah, you're right. So it's just a case of taking what we've got. Yeah. And right now, I think we're safe to just keep McInnes as our manager. Mm-hmm, yeah. And Josh, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Scott. Scott, we'll let you go. And uh, you're oh, more than welcome so to come back on, big man. All right, thanks for having me. See you later, guys. No problem. Right? I'll see you on, Josh. See you, later. See you. bye-bye. So Matthew, we gave uh, Aberdeen a lot of airtime there and we'll uh, give Celtic uh, some airtime as well. Obviously, they clinched the title at the weekend there and as we were saying earlier at the start of the show, it's thoroughly deserved and they've done it in uh, good fashion. But yes, Neil Lennon, that's job done. That's job done, Matt. He's got the lead title. Uh, so he's got Celtic over the line as well. The big question is, Matt, can he deliver the treble treble? Um, I have no doubt about that. I mean, have, eh, sorry, Hearts at the moment are extremely poor. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're really poor at the moment. They can't pit 
any results together whatsoever. And Celtic are obviously on a high after winning the, the league. And Lennon will be looking to um, build on that and get a good performance in the final. And I just can't say anything but a Celt- convincing Celtic win. I feel as though that was Celtic's most convincing performance ever since Lennon took interim charge. You could, you could argue that, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's been a few good performances, but um, none that have really been like, that. this is the new Lennon performance we've all been waiting for, uh, apart from obviously Aberdeen at the weekend there. So yeah, I agree with that. I think it's been the best performance. Like I said at the start of the show, Aberdeen did have our chances, but at this level of football, teams are always going to have chances, so we can't really complain about that too much. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say it's our best performance under Lennon. Hopefully, get an even better, from a Celtic point of view, get an even better one in the final. Yeah, I I think it's looking very lightly. Celtic will clinch the treble treble. As you were saying, Hearts have been utterly poor recently. Uh, the, the the form has been like really worrying. I would be worried if I was a Hearts fan. And I was saying, I said uh, a few weeks ago in the podcast, Hearts need to, like going out the cup final. Hearts need to be in a good run of form. They need to uh, go into that cup final uh, with momentum and confidence, and they're not doing that right now. They're absolutely not. I mean, the form at the moment is relegation form, you know. Uh, yeah, it's worrying. It's not good. And it's not it, good. Especially in the final third as well, Matt. They've been really poor. Like, they're struggling to score goals. They have been. Like, obviously, Naismith, when he is in it to me, he offers so much to the Hearts team. But when we've touched on this countless times throughout the season, when uh, Naismith's not in the team, they are absolutely got nothing up front. Nick Piazzo is the only one you say has got a bit of quality there. Um, he bullies defenders and that, but he's, like we touched on last pod, he's not quite got the goal scoring attributes as of yet McLean is just poor um, and just there's no pace in that team whatsoever and it's just it doesn't play when you like I think Smith when you look at that Hearts lineup, there's not one play you think oh they're going to cause us so much trouble with it yeah no you're right and see Ekpiezu I think he I think he cannot be like Hearts go to guy I think the pressure gets him too much when he's when, when the Hearts team is relying solely on him uh, it, it, like, I think the pressure's just too much for him. He needs someone like Naismith alongside him to like obviously assist him and like give him some good service. And and APS is not getting that. And then and obviously the young lad, he's got a big future ahead of him. But I think the pressure might be just too much for him right now. Yeah, no, I I can agree with that. And Ben, him and Naismith do play together. They they link up well. They've got a good understanding. Um, and APS, like I said, he can't do it on himself. The pressure gets him possibly because um, like. He's not, he's come into Hearts, right? With no one's really known who he is. He's never ha- really had that um, pressure on him before to be the main man at a club. Now he's got that pressure on the Smiths out, and he's just—I don't see he's handling it badly at all. It's just not him, and it's a shame because he is a great player, but he just is not the main man uh, at a football club. Yeah, exactly. And McLean, as you're saying, he's really poor. He's not a good player whatsoever. Legs are I gone. Mean, yeah, I know he is quite old, so you can't be too harsh on yeah, him. Yeah, the legs are gone, but. Yeah, yeah oh, the legs are, they were going at St Johnson. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But obviously we're on the topic of Hearts right now, so we may as well stay in it. And we'll talk about um, Hearts and Kilmarnock the weekend there. Uh, Kilmarnock, big win for them, big win for them chasing third place. And uh, it was a, I thought it was a super strike from Finlay. It was, a big centre-back. Um, I thought throughout the game, I thought it was a pretty even game, so I thought maybe a point, uh, a win for Kilmarnock was a bit harsh, I thought a point might have been the, the fair result. But um, you could argue that Kamarnik had the better chances throughout the game, and obviously right at the end, uh, Finlay with a superb strike uh, took that chance and gave Kamarnik the three points. Um, and obviously, they'll be looking to get third place. I think they're very capable of doing it. Um, Clark sets them up very well, 
and um, uh, it was a good performance the weekend from Kamarnock. Yeah, they defended I mean, well, obviously got the clean sheet yeah. and got the goal in the end. I mean, I thought it was a bit of uh, top quality from Malumbo uh, in the lead up to the goal because I was when I was watching, I was just like shoot, shoot, and he never. Yeah, no, he was he was fantastic throughout the game. To be honest, I think. Um, it was already at Celtic uh, at the start of the season, wasn't really in the team, but like Kamarnock, it, it just, there's always those players, they just, for, for whatever reason, always just play well for a certain club, and Malumbu, that club is Kamarnock, and he played well throughout the whole match, and like you said, he should have shot, but he set up the goal very nicely, put it on the plate for Finlay, and um, he obviously got the goal. Yeah, so that was a big, big win for Kamarnock, and Steve Clark got the PFA Manager of the Year, so I thought that was thoroughly deserved. Um, I, when you see, see, see when I seen the list of the candidates, Matt, I was like, right, we all knew that Steve Clark was going to get it, and quite rightly so. What a job he's done there! What a job. We say it every week, but it's honestly, Kamarnock. Let's be honest, they should not be in this position right now, and it's. I think it's just purely down to how good of a coach Steve Clark is. He's a fantastic coach. I mean, there's only a few seasons ago they won the playoff uh, just to stay in the league, and they defended off Falkirk. Um, now both teams are going off in completely different directions yeah. um, and Clark I think obviously when Kelly got him in the first place that was a surprising appointment um, a very extremely good one from Kamarnock and obviously it's paid off um, I, I presume he's on a wee bit of money considering who he is and where he's came from um, but that wage will be worth every single penny he made Kamarnock such a they're full of young players um, they defend so well going forward you know they're always a threat and he thoroughly deserved that the manager of the year and I've got a feeling he won't be at Kamarnock much longer whether that be the Scotland job or going back down south yeah I've seen Steve Clark what he said he said that he's, um, he's been honest with the Kamarnock fans from day one and but he said obviously he's missing his family because that's where they stay they stay in England so, yeah, but he said professionally he's extremely happy at Kamarnock so if he goes Back down south, I won't be surprised. And see if he stays at Kamal, that won't surprise me at all. Because he obviously is very content up here, he's very happy, done a marvellous job. And it's really, like, galvanised his reputation again. It's really, like, because before he, 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 I think his last job was at Birmingham, if I'm right. And he got the sack. Uh, Redden. Redden, sorry, yes, it was Redden. He got the sack there. So he, he came, up, came up to Scotland to try and rebuild his reputation and he's done that in a terrific way. Yeah, definitely. Almost kind of like Rogers to an extent, where Rogers obviously um, came back to Scotland to rebuild his reputation. He's obviously got he's moved down south now, and hopefully Clark will be looking to do the same. Um, I think Fulham. I think he will go to Fulham. I think Fulham come knocking, he'll he'll be off Um And Fulham, obviously, you know, they've got the money as we as we seen last season. He can put the his stamp on that squad. So I think Fulham will probably come knocking, and he'll not gladly, but he'll he'll take that opportunity up. Yeah, I, th- I thought it took a lot of guts from Steve Clark to come up to Scotland and manage Kilmarnock because see if it didn't go well just say he got Kilmarnock relegated his reputation would have been extremely tainted and I think he would struggle down south to get another job so I commend the guy a lot it took a lot of guts to come up here and take on a big job a big, like I'm talking about a big job in the sense of Kilmarnock off the, the work he had to do uh, Absolutely I mean it was only like a few months ago we were talking about Kilmarnock being title challengers so that's just an absolute Three seconds around, um, from obviously being relegation candidates every season to being uh, very much a top three side who are capable of beating Rangers and Celtic as we've seen this season. Yep. Um, and he he and he's still fairly not young young, but he's still in 
in terms of management, he's still pretty young, so he can still go on to do great things in management. Yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. So we've got Declan Downey phoning in to the podcast again. Declan, welcome to the show, big man. All right, mate, how you doing? I'm not so bad, mate. So we've got a couple of questions. So uh, what's your uh, first question? I've uh, got two questions right. Um, so obviously first one was obviously the performance there against Tim. So just wanted to get your your thoughts on it. Um, I thought it was a very, a fairly comfortable uh, performance uh, from Rangers. First half, Matt, I think you agree with me here. First half, I thought we played some really nice stuff. Uh, so we did. We're very comfortable. Hibs really caused us no problems whatsoever, and it was a lovely cross into the box from Stephen Davis to Jermaine Defoe for the first goal. It was, and we played absolutely terrific stuff. Um, the build-up play to that goal you mentioned was fantastic. I mean, Jack's pass originally into uh, Davis was class, and then Davis's we dink into the four, which was a great scheme goal. And it reminded me very much of the Aberdeen game, where we were just all over the opposition, and they went off and anything in response. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I thought, especially you just brought up there, that be a uh, chip ball uh, across. Uh, for Stephen Davis from Ryan Jack, I thought that was superb. And Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis, they were great. And Stephen Davis, I, I feel like I'm a broken record. I've been saying this like for the past few weeks. Davis has really came on our game, and he was unbelievable yet again. For me, I thought he was the best player in the park. I I, I would not disagree with that. He's probably my man as well, actually. Yeah. Um, from the weekend, I mean, he just came on to an absolute game and. Um, and he's like he just controls the tempo. He looks up to speed now, and that we that new this new uh, system we've got suits him down to a T. And he's playing some fantastic stuff. All the best stuff he's played in a few years actually, because obviously he was struggling at Southampton, struggling when he first came to us. Now he's got back up to speed. He's plays back to his best football again. Yeah, exactly, and I think he's only going to like get better next season because he, because he'll have a full pre season behind him. So that's extremely beneficial. Yeah, definitely, and obviously that'll he'll be able to recharge after this season, get back to a full pre-season, like you said, and um, hopefully next season we can see an even better Steve Davis. Yeah, exactly, and another uh, mention for Jermaine Defoe and another goal. Jermaine Defoe, another good game. Of course, he missed uh, a few chances, but his movement, his awareness is second to none. You can see why Jermaine Defoe uh, had played in the Premier League throughout the majority of his career. He's a, a, He is an unbelievable talent. He's, 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 he is the definition of a natural-born goal-scorer. Um, it may not be as physical as like some other players, but he just he, he can use his smarts to get around that. He's, like you said, his movement, his first touch, um, and he's absolutely banging them in, in the moment, and he's keeping Morelis out of the team. Um, I know Morelis was banned, but now he's back. He was on the bench for the Hibs game. I expect Morelis will be on the bench for the Celtic game, so mm-hmm. that's a big statement there that he's keeping them out of the team. Yeah, exactly. And we all know that Jermaine Defoe will most likely start this Sunday against Celtic. And Defoe deserves it. He does, he's been superb ever since Morelos has been out of the team. And if Morelos starts, I think a lot of Rangers fans will be quite disappointed. Yeah, exactly. But I don't see that happening, though. I think Defoe will get the nod for the whole firm game. And obviously, second half, um, I thought it was rather flat. It was... It, Rangers were they, they they didn't have much problems to deal with from Hibs um, but towards the end of the game uh, so obviously we're going to talk about the big controversy um, obviously McGregor made a fantastic save I think it was from Camberry it was a header from no it was a yeah, shot was from Camberry it was a shot from Camberry yes. and then um, McGregor got across I thought I was right behind it I thought that, that's it and then McGregor came out of nowhere saved it it was absolutely yeah, world class save exactly a world class save from an absolute top goalkeeper and then this is when the chaos starts. 
Ah, yes. Uh, McGregor kicks McNulty right in the back for absolutely no reason whatsoever and gets himself sent off. Then young Ross McCory had to jump in the sticks because at that point, Rangers had used all their substitutions, right? And the crazy thing is, right, Ross McCory is started in goals before his own brother, Robbie McCory, who's an actual goalkeeper. <laughs> Absolute madness. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nor should we appeal it because I thought I thought it was embarrassing for McGregor. I love McGregor, right? And I think he's one of our best players. He's been one of our best players this season. He's an unbelievable talent, right? Uh, the best goalkeeper Scotland has produced in years, right? And a guy like McGregor, who's extremely experienced, 30, 38 years of age, and he's doing stuff like that. I, I thought I'm really, really disappointing from a senior player like him to kick yeah. McNulty for absolute no reason whatsoever. And, like, and then McGregor tried to feign injury. He should really yeah. know better. Yeah, I think, did you see um, Stephen Gerrard um, like, after a match interview on like what? what he thought it was like they asked him uh, on the decision and he said straight up red yeah yeah he was really he was angry you can tell yeah, and overall our discipline know. this season has been poor and Gerard got asked about that and he, he said that it's extremely worrying and he needs to address it so I, th- and he, I think he said something to the effect of that he, he might need to start finding players because that, I think that's the only way you might that Rangers might be able to eradicate it because I can't think of any other solution because our dis- discipline has been extremely concerning this season nine red cards It's like I know uh, two or three got rescinded but still that's not the point nine red cards this season is not good enough right, no, definitely it's absolutely no, shocking yeah. um, I mean, obviously Morelos is the, the one who gets the headlines for it but like it's been throughout the season and obviously Greg at the weekend and uh, we're flying again in the European game as well in the like horses um, so it's absolutely the discipline is not there I mean I remember a few a month or two ago, uh, once Morelos, after one of red cards, Stephen Gerrard actually held a meeting saying about disciplinary and what he expects and all that. And obviously the players just aren't listening, so like he touched on, uh, I think finding the players is the only answer. It's the only way they're, they're going to learn. Uh, obviously it's not every single player, a few select individuals, um, mainly McGregor. He has anger issues and obviously Morelos. Yeah. Um, but we need, we need to do something. No, you're right. You're right, and just and obviously Fodrum will be starting in the Old Firm game this Sunday. Um, Fodrum, I think, is a really solid goalkeeper. And Matthew, I think you agree with me here. See some of the criticism that uh, West Fodrum receives from the Rangers support. I think it's way over the top, and I can't understand it. It baffles me because Fodrum is a really solid goalkeeper, and the criticism he gets is really undeserved. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, obviously, see if McGregor wasn't here, I'd be. Fodrum Rabs happily has him as my number one um, he's done nothing really wrong in his time at Rangers he's a great um, short stopper ok maybe he's not the best of it at his feet but he's a great uh, uh, short stopper like I said and he's an absolute professional he could have easily went in the half that McGregor came in and says well I was number one I want to get a move but no he's he's been professional throughout the whole season and he'll get his chance at the weekend against Celtic and I expect him to do a good performance I imagine yeah and I just want to touch on uh, Hibs before we go to Declan's second question overall Matt I thought 
his were extremely poor on the day and that was uh, uh, Paul Higginbottom's first defeat in the league they really offered uh, yeah, they offered very little sure. especially in the final third they were extremely disappointing I expected a lot more Matthew oh, I think we might have lost Matthew there Sorry we lost Matthew there, but we've got back now. So Matthew, um, what obviously I was speaking about his performance uh, there. It was extremely disappointing. I expected a lot more. Yeah, no, Hibs were extremely poor in the day. Um, I thought, no, there's no one that really performed for me. Um, I thought Ryan Gold has been extremely poor since he came in. Um, and that particular game against Rangers, there he was, he was, he was non-existent. I forgot he was playing half the time. Um, his touches were poor. His passing was poor. And the team in general was very poor, but like you say, that's first that's his first defeat under the new manager in the league. And um, hopefully, he'll think. Hopefully, from their point of view, they'll think this is a one-off game, and they'll continue how they were. Yeah. Game. Uh, touching on your point about Ryan Gold, I absolutely agree. See, when he was signed in January, we were expecting a lot. We were thinking, right, we haven't seen Ryan Gold in a long time. Like I think that is a top signing for Hibs. I think he might have a great second half of the season. And as you say, he was extremely non-existent against Rangers. And ever since he's came to Hibs, he's done nothing. He's been non-existent as like as a whole ever since he came. It's been I I think I don't know what's happened to the boy, but I think his experience at Port- in Portugal has really dented his confidence. Yeah, no, I can, I can see that. I could go with the uh, Stephen Davis argument. He's not quite fit enough. Um, but uh, Gold's much younger than Davis, so I wouldn't hope that would be a problem. But then again, you can argue he's not had a lot of game time. Even so, he should, even so, he should still have the basic ability there, like to pass the ball. Um, and it's just not happening. Um, his, his career is not looking good at the moment. Hibs obviously won't sign him. They've got Scott Allen coming in in the summer, so that'll be a like-for-like replacement. Um, yeah. And I feel sorry for him because he obviously went to Portugal. Big things were expected of him. And he's just went downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, we're going to Denton's uh, second question now. Denton, what's uh, your second question? Yeah, uh, well, it's just obviously ahead of uh, the old firm game. Yeah, I've been kind of looking online and some of the like, chats and stuff on Facebook. and um, Basically just about uh, like the referee, Kevin Clancy. Uh, I was just wanting to get your thoughts if you think he's uh, a suitable referee. I saw a lot of people weren't really happy uh, with obviously him refereeing ahead of uh, the old firm. What's your thoughts? Uh, Matthew, I know you're not a big fan of Clancy whatsoever. Uh, and are. if I recall correctly, you've called him the worst referee in Scotland? Yeah, I've said it in the pod uh, a few times, I think, and I'll, I'll say it again. Um, Kevin Clancy is the worst referee in Scotland. He's absolutely... Oh, he's awful, he's just absolutely awful. I'd rather have like Willie Collins, for example, um, or even Bobby Madden. Who, like, I just, uh, Kevin Clancy, for me, is absolutely dreadful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, am, I agree with Matt. I don't think he's the worst ref, but I agree with most of Matt's comments. Uh, for me, I think the worst ref in the country, Steve McLean, uh, I think he is abysmal. But yeah, I see Matt's points. So Kevin Clancy is not a good referee whatsoever. And I'm a wee bit concerned about him refereeing the game this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very concerned as well. Um, I think, I don't know what it is. I just don't, I, I, just, I think, I obviously does try, but I just don't think he's cut out to be a ref. Uh, he makes some really, really bad decisions, really poor decisions. He's done that throughout the season. And and biggest the biggest fixture of the season ranged in Celtic. I know there's not much riding on it in terms of like the league. Uh, but it's still a massive fixture regardless. 
and he's not the right appointment for that. Um, I think the best referee in Scotland should get that that fixture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's not the best. Can you imagine the the uproar if John Beaton got it? <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, it'd be absolutely conspiracy theories everywhere, but um, Aye. Um, but no, I can't can't see. It's kind of gone. So, I Declan, is there anything else you want to bring up uh, before you go? Also, your podcast, uh, obviously I like to plug it every time you're on, and you've got a podcast uh, called Let's Bounce, and uh, where can people find this podcast, Declan? Uh, find it on my, on SoundCloud, uh, just like Declan down there, soundcloud.com. I've got it on my Instagram and stuff uh, as well, I've not really been promoting it a lot, um, just being quite busy, mate, I suppose, but uh, there was actually one more, no, not a question, but just uh, predictions uh, ahead of the old firm. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's and, um, that's a good month. question. Sorry, yeah. Um, obviously the old firm games this Sunday. Um, and I feel quite confident going into it. Uh, Rangers have won the last five games on the bounce. We're playing some terrific stuff, and obviously we won the last old firm game at Ibrox. And I know there's not much to play for, but it's an old firm game, and mm-hmm. Rangers want to end the season on a high. Uh, oh, considering mm-hmm. we're not we're not going to win anything, so we want to end the season on a high, and we want to obviously beat Celtic, and I'm confident we can do that because Celtic. It, of course, there are eleven games unbeaten since Lennon's uh, took charge, but their 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 performances has not, have not been con, uh, convincing whatsoever, and I'm confident that Rangers can beat Celtic this Sunday, and I'm going to say it will be two 0 Rangers. I'm going to say it's going to be it's going to be two 0 Rangers, and I think Scotty Arfield will get uh, a goal, and so will Jermaine Defoe. Uh, Matthew. Yeah, I think um I think I think we could. Easily take the three points as well. Um, I don't think we'll we'll lose this game. I think worst case scenario we'll get a draw. Just apart from it, maybe it's maybe it's because I'm a Rangers fan, but I just can't see uh, Rangers losing this game. Um, mm-hmm. I think Celtic will probably score, but I still, I still think Rangers will win. So I'm going to go for two one. Uh, I'm going to echo your goal scorers by saying Defoe and Arfield. And Declan, what's uh, your prediction for this Sunday? Uh, I'm going to go uh, with my with the 2-1 definitely uh, I, can, I can obviously see Celtic scoring at some point uh, but I think I think the one's double so 2-1 definitely ah, fair enough mate so Dayton a pleasure as always and we'll get you back uh, on next week to discuss Old Farm no problem man no problem thanks for having me no on no problem at all Dayton uh, take care uh, big uh, man uh, see you later guys Bye. so Matthew Dundee got relegated at the weekend there and um, what was your thoughts they've been extremely poor this season and I uh, thought uh, when they appointed Jim McIntyre I thought they were going to be able to stay up, but obviously that's not turned out the case. They've been really poor. And um, what's your thoughts? Do you think they deserve to go down? Yeah, no, I mean I echo your thoughts. I think Jim McIntyre is a good, experienced manager. Uh, he's been the perfect manager in this situation, but it's just really not worked worked out. Um, and I think it's just kind of it's been coming for a while now. This is just kind of the official confirmation of it. I mean, it's been coming for a few months now. I would say um, St Mirren, obviously got resurgent that didn't help their cause um, and I don't think McIntyre will be there next season I think they'll look for someone else um, if they maybe gave a fight about it like they won a few games and gave something a wee battle but the fact that they just went down uh, without even giving anything back I don't think he'll be there next season yeah and Dundee were not even able to take it to the final game they got relegated with two games to spare and they've won four games this season and they've lost 26 Simply not good enough to stay in the league. It is on. It is like if I was a Dundee fan, I would be absolutely seething at that. And Dundee, 
um, in previous seasons that they've managed to stay up. Uh, like obviously, Neil McCann, he kept them up last season. Do you think if they, they kept Neil McCann in charge, do you still think they, they would have got relegated? Honestly, um, in hindsight, I think... Um, no, I think he would have kept them up. Um, I thought obviously at the time they were doing poor, but nowhere near as poor uh, as they have been in the last few uh, while since McIntyre has been in charge. Uh, I genuinely believe if McCann is still in charge, they would have stayed up. Um, so that's a wee lesson for Dundee, but I do worry for the next season as well, because obviously the Championship, as part of this, will know, is a very hard league. Yeah. Um, and Dundee will be, I'll be, if I was Dundee, I'd be extremely worried for them going forward, because let's be honest, who's really going to join them? Um, there's going to be a massive clear out, so it's going to be all changed this summer for Dundee, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening for sure, because there's a big rebuilding job. It uh, needs to be done at Dundee. And there's a lot of rumours going around that, obviously you were saying that Jim McIntyre, you don't think he'll be there next season. A lot of rumours are flying around that Kenny Miller potentially could be in charge at Dundee next season as player manager. Can you see that I happening? Definitely see that, because obviously he done that at uh, Livingston. I thought he'd done quite well, but obviously for whatever reason he, uh, he left and Gary Holt's done a fantastic job. But um, the Championship, as like I've touched on, is a very hard league to get out of. Um, and it's very competitive um, but Miller has obviously got experience on his belt now um, and he's been at the club uh, a, a while now so I can definitely see that happening yeah exactly so I, I could as you say I can see that happening too but I think one of Dundee's biggest downfalls this season has been them defensively 75 goals have shipped in in the league this season that is um, that is unbelievable 75 goals that is that is pathetic I mean, that's, that's Simply not good stuff. enough. Yeah. And they've been lacking quality in every single area of the park this season. And Kamara will be over the moon that we, <laughs> we came in for him in January. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Kamara was obviously by far and away their best player. And obviously, he came to us and continued that for him and built upon it and became even better. Um, but Dundee have just lacked quality in every single area. Um, Miller has done. Okay, but he's obviously not very old. But he's obviously at the end of his career now, um, so he was never going to be the talisman to get them out of relegation. Yeah, there's only so uh, much he can do, especially when he's got utter dross surrounding him, and he's not been getting the service. He's tried his heart out. He's done the best he could, and especially for his age, done the best he could. But it doesn't help when he's got absolute garbage surrounding him. Exactly. I mean, like you say, he's throughout his career, Kenny has been an absolute workhorse, and. No matter his age, he's not going to be. He's not going to change that. And uh, like you said, the players around them are just absolute dross, absolute terrible. I mean, like I touched on the, the amount of goals they've shipped in is absolute Sunday league stuff. I mean, they're a professional football club and they've just offered nothing this season, basically. And um, yeah, it's just been a very, very extremely poor season, and the players should be disappointed in themselves. Yeah, exactly. And as you were saying earlier about how tough the championship is. Dundee United potentially could be in the championship next season. So that doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, Dundee United could still get up, obviously. Um, but if they don't get up, obviously Dundee Derby in the championship, I mean, they arguably should be premiership teams. Uh, especially Dundee United, they're, they're probably the bigger of the two. But yeah, with Dundee United, they're part of this, so we'll... He, I think they'll have a good season under uh, Gary Caldwell. He's done well and saved them from relegation. And they could have even 
possibly had a late charge for the playoffs. Um, so it's not going to be easy, and uh, I just don't expect them to do well next season. And obviously you've got teams like Inverness there as well who made the Scottish Cup semi-final. So yeah, Inverness could even get up as well. But if they are still there, um, that'll be tough. Air will be tough as well. Exactly, yeah. It's not looking too promising for Dundee, that's for sure, mate. So Matthew, we had the PFA Awards on Sunday night and the, the team of the year was announced and the, the player of the season, the goal of the season and the young player of the season was also announced. So obviously I'll touch on uh, the, uh, the Premiership team of the year. I'll read it out to you. Uh, in goals we've got Al McGregor, no surprise there. Um, at right back we've got uh, we've got James Tavernier, we've got Ayer and uh, Derek Boyata at uh, centre back. We've got Craig Halkett uh, at left back. Uh, we've got in the midfield three we've got Cal McGregor, Scott Brown, Graham Shinney. Uh, and the uh, out right we've got James Forrest. Up top Alfredo Morelos. Out left Ryan Kent. So what's your thoughts on the team this season as a whole? As a whole, um. I agree with it, but there's one or two very questionable ones for me. Um, but as a whole, you can't really argue with it. But like I said, there's one or two that I would certainly want to have in there. Yeah, and um, obviously we'll do our team of the season at the end of the season. Um, yeah. So, but right now, when I'm looking at team of the season, yes, yeah, understandable. Al McGregor and goals that was a no brainer. James Tavernier, no brainer. Uh, Ayer, yeah, I would probably say that is justified because Ayer has had a good season. Um, Derek Boyata. I don't understand that one at all, Matt. I don't get that. Yeah, yeah, I think he's extremely overrated. He's going to be gone at the end of the season. And I don't understand the hype surrounding Derek Boyata. Um, I think he's just one of the most overrated footballers I've seen in a long time. Should no- be nowhere near the team. Craig Halkett, I think that's justified. He's had a really good season. Yeah, definitely. I think I think they couldn't leave Halkett out, but pe- I don't understand the put him at left back. I mean, just take Boyata out pick Halkett at um, centre-back and just put another left-back in. That's what I would do. I mean, touching on your Beata point, I think he's absolutely... I think a lot of Celtic fans will agree with this. He's such a bomb scare. He's so lackadaisical and he's done nothing this season to get in Team of the Year. Um, I, I really don't understand that. Halkett should be in there, yes. Not a left-back, at centre-back. Um, no, I see so your yeah. point. Yeah, I would... Do you know what I would do? I would obviously, as you say, take out Boyata put Halkett centre-half alongside Ayer, then left-back, I would probably put Max Lowe there. I think uh, Max Lowe's yeah. had a good season for Aberdeen, so I would probably say, put Max Lowe left-back, and I would say that's totally fair. Yep, no, I can't argue with that whatsoever, yep. Like we touched up with Josh earlier, Max Lowe's been absolutely fantastic for Aberdeen. Uh, so yeah, no, can't argue with that. And obviously the midfield three, Cal McGregor, I think that's justified, he should be there. Yeah. He's had a fantastic season. Graham Shinney, do you think he should be there? I don't know. Um, maybe I'm just being biased, but my my three would be McGregor, Jack, and Arfield. Uh, um, Scott Brown. Yeah, Scott he should Brown be nowhere near that. Yes, he's Celtic captain, and yes, they've done. Uh, we're going to do a treble, treble. But looking at Brown, the player, he does nothing for me. Okay, yes, he's a leader, but he's not. His legs are gone. He, his passing seems to be deserting him slowly. Because uh, there's a few games this season where. He's Especially the old firm uh, at Ibrox, it's been very questionable. Um, he, let's say they can't run. 
okay, he's got a decent tackle sometimes, but no, he should not be in that team of the year. It should be one Rangers midfield player in there, either Jack or Arfield. Ryan Jack, all day for long, all day long for me, Matt. Ryan Jack, the, the fact that Ryan Jack is not in that team of the season and Scott Brown is ahead of him, I think that is criminal. I think that is shocking. Ryan Jack should be ahead of Scott Brown. Ryan Jack has been our most consistent midfielder this season. He's been fantastic, considering the fact he came back from a really... Uh, terrible injury that last season uh, and he's came back from it and he's looked better than ever last season he before he got injured he was having a good season this season he's had a brilliant season and he should be in that team this season simple as and Ryan Jack it just shows he's came on leaps and bounds and the, and, and I think Gerard needs to take a lot of credit with that as well because Gerard is really Gave him a new lease of life ever since he took charge at Rangers. Jack looks much more confident, and obviously, he's see Ryan Jack now. He's scoring forward more, and he's having a shot. And see when he has a shot, look what happens. He scored against Celtic. Not Mike Scott Brown. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I can definitely see your your Ryan Jack argument. Uh, I personally would have Arfield and Jack in there, um, but like I said, that made me me just being biased. But yeah, Ryan Jack has been absolutely phenomenal, um, and Gerard as a player well well know was world class so it's no surprise he's getting the best of his midfielders um, mm-hmm. like you said Jackie he, he's came on from that injury um, and I think he, he looks very good when he goes forward he's finishing very composed he doesn't panic um, he's got a good shot on him um, and he's still young so he can still improve even, fu- even further and he's not afraid to do dirty work as well he's very good at getting a tackling getting a boot in and he's passing um, he's, probably, he's probably the best passing midfielder in Scotland so 100% yeah yeah to put him not to not have him in team of the year is, is like you said absolutely criminal yeah and obviously James Forrest that's understandable I think that's deserved James Forrest who's had another yeah, superb definitely. season um, Alfredo Morelos no brainer the best striker in Scotland um, Ryan Kent totally deserved Ryan Kent has had a nut, like he's another player who's had a terrific season so no surprise there no I mean apart from Brown and uh, Boyata um, I think it's been an absolutely no. I think it's been a very good choice. Um, overall, yeah, good choice. But obviously, Brown Beata, I wouldn't have them there. But yeah, I think you can't argue with any of them. Yeah, and obviously, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so obviously, player of the season uh, was given to. Um, James Forrest. James Forrest. So I think that's fair. James Forrest has had a good season, though. But we were, we were talking to uh, our pal Ian Leo in uh, the our group chat earlier on, and we're basically saying, how is Tavernier not being nominated for any awards? Or uh, that's the thing we don't understand. Like obviously, like, like I if Tavernier was nominated, I wouldn't expect him to win it. But I think there's a fair argument there for Tavernier to be nominated for an award because Tavernier's had a good season and he's. He's, he's had more assists than James Forrest this season. And he's got what he's, he's two goals behind um, Edward, who is worth £9 million, apparently. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, like, you, should, you should be in there, definitely. But like I touched on, uh, I think it was last pod, these are the top four players, so he may have been fifth, we don't know. But, yeah, that's right. Um, putting that aside, yeah, he probably should have been nominated for at least something. Um, but like I said, it could have easily been fifth. But at the end of the day, if I'm a football player, I'm not too bothered about personal awards all the way. Just win trophies with the team. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's been very consistent um, going forward defensively. Still question marks there. But his stats don't lie in um, base of stats. If you were looking from the outside and look at his stats, he should be nominated for something. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Alfredo Morelos got goal this season. The goal against uh, Aberdeen. I thought yeah. that was. I think uh, I'm not surprised at that. I thought that was a, a superb goal. And would you, was, was that your goal this season? Yeah, no, I voted for that. Um, that was absolutely a fantastic goal. Uh, I remember watching it live and just thinking, what a finish. I mean, that is. I mean, it totally dumbfounded uh, the Aberdeen defenders and the goalkeeper. I think anywhere near it. Um, and it was a bit of ingenious from Morelos. That's the word I would use, ingenious. Um, and yeah, I don't think anybody, regardless of what you think about Morelos, can argue against that. Um, see, for me, do you know what my goal this season would have been? Um, do, do you remember Morelos' back heel against Hearts? Yeah, I was actually thinking of that as well. Um, that was a really quite a, that was a good goal as well. Um, took a lot of skill. Yeah, a lot of technique. Um, Unbelievable. But I just prefer the... I think the Aberdeen one took a bit more skill. Mm. And uh, what? so obviously Ryan Kent got Young Player of the Year. Um, totally deserved. Uh, like Ryan Kent, as we've, as we've touched on many times this season, he... As a top top player, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Same with Alfredo Morelos, and I think we need to try and do everything in our power, Matt, to keep Ryan Kent at Rangers. And I'm confident we can do that. Are you? Uh, I, I'm probably sixty percent confident. Um, touched on obviously uh, young player of the year win, uh, winning. And I think that you can't argue against that. Obviously, I think Jake Casey, David Turnbull, and Lewis Ferguson were all very uh, much with him. Much within a shout, uh, within a shout, sorry. Um, they'll be disappointed, but I think Kent's just been that level above you know, the three of them. And then, but going back to the other point, I think Kent will, is likely to come back to Rangers, but like we, I think we touched on that last um, pause, if a championship team or a lower premiership English team offer eight, nine million for Liverpool, they're going to take it. Um, unless we can convince him not to take it, but I mean that's obviously not going to happen. So unless no bid comes in for Ryan Kent and Liverpool, we're happy to send him out on loan. Yes, he'll be back at Rangers, but I don't think he wants to go. I don't think he wants to go out on loan again because I think you might have seen his interview uh, recently, and he was, he said he's sick of going out on loan. He just wants to play for a club, uh, play for a club permanently. And he see, he said he's happy at Rangers, and Gerald said to him, "Go where you're going to be happy." He's happy at Rangers, so I think he would want to stay at Ibrox, for sure. And if he does well at Rangers, and he's doing well right now, if he continues to do well, right, if Rangers are able to get him on another loan deal or get him on a permanent, if he does well and continues to do well, he can get a big move down south. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see your point, but, I mean, based on what he's done this season, I think the reasonable price tag Liverpool's wants from is that £8, £9 million mark. Um, and the only way we can really pay for that is if we get money in i.e. selling Morelos but, uh, so uh, the one thing I'm really banking on is obviously Steven Gerrard's a Liverpool legend as we all know he's got a good relationship with Klopp so here's hoping and Gerrard can maybe wrangle some strings and get that fee just a little bit lower fingers crossed and if he is able to do that that would not surprise me if anyone is able to try and convince Jurgen Klopp to give it, to lower the fee of Ryan Kent it's Steven Gerrard yeah, I mean, especially if Liverpool do win the Champions League, right? They're in the final, obviously. They're going to get a lot of money for winning the Champions League. So the difference between five million or eight or nine million will be nothing to them. So yeah, that that and obviously with the chair pulling some strings, I mean, I can see that happening. Yeah, for sure, mate. So, um, is there anything else we should bring up before we go on to the predictions for this weekend? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're covered 
everything's pretty quiet week in Scottish football. Mm-hmm, it has, it has indeed. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the end of the season where we'll do our player, our player of the years and uh, our goal of the season and uh, our team of the season as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll, that'll be good. Uh, I've pretty much, unless something crazy happens between now and the end of the season, I'm, I'm fairly confident in my selections. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I think I... I well, I, th- I think I already know who's going to be your keeper. I think it'll be the same as mine. But, but we don't want to spoil anything right now. Yeah. We don't want to spoil anything right now. So, hold on. Bear with me. I'm trying to get the, the fixtures up. So, yes. Um, the, the first uh, game of the weekend in the SPFL is uh, a Friday night game. Uh, it's at quarter to eight at Pataudry. Uh, it's Aberdeen versus Hearts. I'm already touched on how poor Hearts have been recently struggling to get goals and they need to obviously go into this final with confidence. So yeah, they've got a decent record against Aberdeen. They do. Um, and obviously Aberdeen are fighting for third. So it's a must-win game uh, for Aberdeen. I'm going to say... I'm going to actually say it's going to be one each. because I, I'm going to say it's one each because Heart, uh, Aberdeen tend to actually struggle against Hearts and... I I can see Aberdeen playing for the point here and I think they could be quite difficult to break down so I'm going to say it's going to be one each what about you? Um, I can see your point but for me personally I, I can't see anything but an Aberdeen win uh, I'm going to go for 2-0 uh, 2 no, no Aberdeen um, Kamarnock versus Hibs at Rugby Park That'll be a tasty one um, I obviously both teams for the most part are in good form um, Kamarnock like you said uh, are battling out with Aberdeen for third place um, and they're just waiting to get as much points as possible and build on for next season um, but I, f- I think it'll be a draw one each one each I'm going to say it will be 1-0 Kelly because see how to play the way they did last week against Rangers they've got no chance yeah I mean I, I don't see them replicating that performance I think um, they'll want a response from that poor performance at Ibrox and I think they'll get it so I'm expecting a good performance from both teams and I think they'll both score that yeah I'm still I'm going to stick with my one each Livingston versus Dundee obviously Dundee relegated nothing to play for Livingston nothing to play for they're safe yes I'm, uh, based on the quality of the sides I'm going to go for 1-0 Livingston See, I'm going to say 2-0 Livy St. Johnston versus Motherwell. Um, another team, another game where they're not really playing for much. Um, who's at home? Uh, St. Johnston, McDermott Park. Same. Uh, they're quite good at McDermott Park. It's a tough place to go, but Motherwell are a good team. Um, I'm going to go for 2-1 St. Johnston. And then obviously the big one this Sunday, the last old farm game this season, Rangers versus Celtic. We touched on uh, our predictions earlier on. You and I are both confident of a Rangers victory. But I want to ask you your team, Matt, uh, going into this. What, How would you line up this Rangers team? This is how I'd line up. Uh, Ross McCrory and goal. Cause he's not <laughs> you're a glitchy. I'd have Alan McGregor and goal, obviously. Uh, but no, have, before, uh, Fodrium. Um, I oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Aye. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, so I'll go Fodrium. Uh, to have Golds and Cartage. Then a left-back, I'd go with Halliday. Um, and I'd obviously stick with our midfield of Arfield, Kamara, uh, Davis, Jack, um, and then I'd have Eke and Morales. 
I've got the exact same team as you. <laughs> I've got the exact same team as you. So, <laughs> yeah, but I want to, uh, before we go, I want to touch on this. Katic, he's been a joy to watch recently, hasn't he? He has been. Um, obviously, I think he's been at the gym, bulking himself up, because I think one of the things he said was he didn't realise how physical the Scottish League would be, but he's obviously settled down in Scotland now. He's absolutely loving life here now, and we look so much more solid with him at the back. And he looks like he's really enjoying his game. And he's been a, he's, it's good to see him happy and join his football and obviously the performance he's come with it. Yeah, and then obviously before we go, um, do you think there's any chance Manelos will start this Sunday? I mean, there's always a chance, uh, definitely. I mean, he's still, he's, he's in the squad, so any player's got a chance of starting. I know, of course, um, but I mean, like, would you be stunned if he starts ahead of Manelos? Oh, sort of ahead of Jermaine Defoe, sorry. I wouldn't say I'd be stunned. Um, but I'd be very surprised. But um, I think the four's going to start. So I've got the exact same team as you, obviously. Like Fodrum and goals, Tavernier goals, and Katic, Halliday, Jack Davis, Kamara, Arfield, Defoe, Kent. So uh, that obviously the exact same team, and I think that is the best eleven we can put out there to get three points against Celtic. Yep, I can agree more. Uh, obviously, we know how much I like about uh, Morelis is, um, and that that team um, for that. Few weeks has been absolutely flying, so why change it? Exactly. So, um, so not, there's nothing else to bring up before we head off. So we'll be back next week, guys. So until next time, take care, and we will see you soon.